Welcome to TTP Turnbuckle Talk Podcast. You're listening to Keeman Cooper and John Dugan. This podcast is sponsored by Dirty Blondes. Dirty Blondes is a bar located in the heart of Blackpool, famous for their banging tunes, cocktails and 18-inch pizzas. The only place to get a pizza as big as your table across the Foud Coast. If you're ever in Blackpool, check them out. They're on Facebook and on Instagram. That's Dirty Blondes. Blackpool. Let's talk wrestling. Welcome to TTP Temple Talk Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, the Scottish stud, John Dugan. Hello. Hello. And today we've got a special guest. We've got professional boxer turned wrestler RP Davis. Hello. Hiya, how you doing, lads? You okay? How you doing? Yeah, good. Good, good, good. Um so let's just get straight into it and um, talk about let's talk about your boxing career first. Okay. Um, so you, you're from a boxing family. Your granddad boxed in the army. Your dad was a boxer. Yeah. Who's now your trainer? Um, just talk about how you got into boxing and um, yeah. Yeah, literally, literally like that. Um, as I say, boxing has always been in the family. Um, as I say, my, my granddad boxed uh, in you know in the army. Um, my dad was an amateur boxer and it was just something that we always loved, um, you know, as a family and, and uh, you know, they always followed it, all the old fights and, you know, that, you know, um, Roberto Duran and Hagler and that sort of time. And, and my dad grew up, you know, watching all those sort of guys and he loved it and then he went into it and then uh, obviously he had me um, and I just got brought into it that way. Um, I, I, I always say I actually, I actually, like pro wrestling first me as a kid I, I, I just I, I grew up watching like Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior and stuff like that um, the absolute you know disdain of my father who, <laughs> who just wanted me to watch boxing but uh, yeah but no he, he, I'm only joking he, he, he you know my dad my dad appreciated that it was more you know more for me wrestling as a kid and whatnot but then as I got older you know I, I remember staying up you know four five o'clock in the morning to watch the big fights like Tyson and Olafield and you know big you know big Lennox fight stuff like that um, and and yeah I fell in love with it too so it was like two two sides of a, of a coin I, I had my like my, my the male in my the males in my family my dad and my granddad you know we, we loved the boxing and then then secretly I was a, a massive you know closet wrestling <laughs> fan as well but I, I had to keep that quiet <laughs> <laughs> Um, John said this, uh, I think, in a few episodes ago. But people, especially around our age, around thirty, you know, around the thirty-year-old mark, yeah. the first image of wrestling is Hulk Hogan. Oh, Whether yeah, you definitely. knew that was Hulk Hogan or not, you knew it was a big, colourful character. Oh yeah, definitely. And, yeah. Well, we all had that toy, didn't we? Do all that toy with the, the arms that didn't move. Do you know the, yeah. the, the Hulk Hogan <laughs> toy? Yeah, everybody had that. Everybody had yeah. that. You know, so. Um, yeah, uh, he, you know, he, he, I think he transcended professional wrestling, didn't he? At the time, he, you know, he, they put him in the Rocky Three film, and he was he was the big star, wasn't he? He was the big star at that time, and uh, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a cultural phenomenon, I think, as well, because as I say, he went he went past wrestling and he went into other things and films and you know stuff like that. So, yeah, um, Hulk. Growing up was, you know, as a kid. I'm talking about, you know, being a, being a young kid here. You know, was was the probably the first port of call for wrestling. I would say. 
Mm. Oh yeah, like I said, I said it a few episodes ago. I think, um, like you said, he was everywhere. I don't think anyone didn't know who Hulk Hogan was. No. They may not they may not watch any of his matches, but they knew he was this, like you said, big character. Yeah, and I mean um, weirdly in 2020, I don't think anyone doesn't know who Hulk Hogan is. You know, like even now, people know yeah. who Hulk Hogan is, you know. Um lit, quite literally at one of the I mean there's been a couple, but one of the few I think that's transcended, you know, his profession and, and goes into he's just in modern culture, isn't he? Modern, you know, popular culture. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I remember seeing him in the Rocky film as well when I was younger. Were you quite a fan of the Rocky films? I was, I was, yeah, because obviously that that then played into the the boxing side of my of my of my passions as well. And uh, every kid who ever wanted to be a boxer watched Rocky numerous times, you know. So mm. yeah, uh, yeah, I love the Rocky films. I love the Rocky films. Um, and to be to be to be dead honest with you. One of my uh, pre-fight rituals when I was boxing was always watch a Rocky film the night before because it kind of uh, <laughs> kind of got me up for fighting. Do you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, no. Which uh, uh, which Rocky film? Or was it just any? Well, I, the best the best Rocky film is is one. You know, in terms of in terms of quality of film, the the, be- the best mm. quality film is one. You know, it won the Oscars, didn't it? But I mean. For just ridiculous stupidity, I think it's three or four, isn't it? You know, it's either it's either Mr. T or Ivan Drago, one of the two. But yeah, both great films. Great films. Yeah. As a man, if they don't make your hair on the back of your neck stand up when you watch, you know, there's, there's nothing something wrong with you, isn't there? I think Rocky. Like Rocky sorry, I'm saying Rocky Four is one I always used to watch um, quite a lot as a kid. Yeah, it always sticks in my mind with the um, Ivan Drago and that. Yeah, great. Yeah, sorry, Kim. How how do you prefer the um, the new Rocky films with um, who it's the well, the son of yeah, Paul uh, Creed, um, Paul yeah, Creed, yeah, 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 Creed's son. Yeah, I mean the good. Yeah, the good. And I don't think they took the old films personally, but I think I think when you get older as well. I mean, I'm not saying we're old, but when you're in your thirties, I think nostalgia definitely has a a massive mm. part of, of everything, you know, like I always think back to a lot of things that, you know, wrestling, um, you know, TV shows, everything, they always seem to be better back in the day in my in my own mind and they probably weren't but I think uh, as you're growing up and uh, and watching these things, they seem to have, a, you know, kind of a special place in your heart, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I, I'll go, I'll go with the classic Rockies, me, over, over the new ones. Too. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think they show like boxing as it really is, or is it quite um, like a light way to look at it? Yeah, it's um, the the first the first one. To be fair, the first one, you know, was was reasonably reasonably realistic. You know, mm. um, because I, I mean, a, a lot of people forget you know he doesn't win the fight in the first one mm-hmm. you know he doesn't he doesn't win it it's more about how he, he competes in it you know um when when they said he had no chance but um you know the the hollywood films and and, and <laughs> the hollywood films and, and to an extent i mean if they follow like a wrestling formula don't they it's like the underdog you know get, yeah. behind, the, get behind the underdog and he builds and he builds and he gets he gets uh, you know the heat put on him, and then he and then he <laughs> then he returns <laughs> he returns for the big comeback near the end. So yeah, I mean, um, 
they're not they're not realistic, but but you know, God, it'd be boring if they were, wouldn't it? It'd be boring if they were realistic. Yes. You know, I think, <laughs> I think I think sometimes you need to you need to be taken into you know fantasy land a little bit. I think so, especially in this world we live in now. Definitely. So, in your boxing career, um, yeah, you, I mean, it lasted a, um, quite a few years, but in them years, you were, you did so well. So, you was 12 and 1. As, as a professional, then... yeah. I mean, what happened was I, I, I got into boxing when I was about 20 year old. Um, I'd, I'd boxed. It's been about six with my dad, um, but never competed, just literally gone to gyms with him. And, you know, when he was sparring in gyms and stuff, I'd go I'd go in at the bag and watch him and kind of thing like that. And it always been like a, something I'd return to um, for exercise was boxing, but it, but it was never something I, I thought I would I'd do myself. And then I hit about 20-year-old and I'd, I'd, I'd obviously started going out a lot around that time and drinking a lot and I started to put weight on. All of a sudden, metabolism caught up with me. So I uh, I, I decided I'm going to have to try and get, you know, get lose some weight. So the the option I went with was boxing because it was the only thing I'd ever enjoyed, you know, in a sporting field. Um, I, I'd never really liked football or, or more, more, it wasn't that I didn't like football. I couldn't play football. I was useless. I had two left feet. So, so I, anyway, I went, I went into boxing and, uh, it, at first, it was generally just to try and get fit. And then I ended up doing a bit of sparring down at the gym we went to uh, in Blackpool uh, called Sharp Style. Um, and the trainer there, who's a good friend of mine to this day, uh, Andy Abrol, he, he said to me, you, you know, you, you're, pretty, you're pretty good, right? You're doing well with a lot of the lads here who are fighting on, on our shows. And at the time, it was kind of like an unlicensed boxing scene in Blackpool. So I don't know if you remember, you'll remember the Syndicate nightclub and stuff like that. Mm. Great times, yeah. great, great times. Uh, but yeah, uh, they, were, they did boxing shows there and stuff like that. And uh, he, he started trying to scout me to get on one. And, and I honestly didn't want to do it because I, I, truth be told, I didn't think I'd have the bottle to box. I just didn't. I just didn't, I thought I thought that a crowd would, would bother me. Uh, it was, I was all right in the gym. I was all right sparring people in the gym. But I just, I, I didn't see myself in front of a crowd at all. Um Anyway, he kept on at me, and and I decided I'm going to just have one, have one, and, and know what it feels like to to box once, um, and I did. Uh, but the problem was that the crowd, um, rather than put me off, it, it got me addicted. Once once you've done that, once you've done that, it was the complete opposite of what I thought. You know, I I never thought crowds would be for me, but I found very quickly that I absolutely loved being in front of a crowd, and uh, you know the, the feeling of the feeling of winning in front of a crowd was was you know like a drug. So I, I, it, it just took off from there. Just took off from there, and 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 I never looked back. Literally after that first fight, I was back in the gym the next day, and uh, I was looking for my next fight, and it just it just rolled from there. Um, and you know I, I had a good unlicensed career uh, back then. It was the standard was quite good in the unlicensed game, and uh, I had nine unlicensed fights, and I won the British title. That, that that version of the, the unlicensed British title twice, um, and I, I never got a beat. And uh, that was, you know, obviously with the gym, the local gym we were in, and everything we, we were dead happy with that. But that's when talk started to happen about returning pro because it never really been done that before. A lad with no fights go into the unlicensed game, kind of clean up, and then 
where where's he going to go now kind of thing which which was again wasn't the plan it just wasn't the plan but you know things happen for reasons and uh, that was one of them hmm. so me and john we don't know a huge deal about boxing you know i'm going to be honest no. um, but how does the boxing compare from what when you were getting into it to it to now is it a completely different game no well not really no um the, the best, the best part, the best times in my in my career, weirdly, was the unlicensed boxing uh, because that was when it was fun. It was it was fun, and uh, we you know we trained in a big group and we had a you know good group of fighters locally, and we used to go you know we we, we boxed in Blackpool, but we boxed in Sunderland, and we, we boxed all over the country, um, and, and, and you know we did well as a, as, a, as a gym and as a team. Uh, but then I turned professional, and I was very, very proud to turn professional because, I, I, again, it just wasn't the, not the way I thought my life would go, but but it, it did, um, and I was on a roll, and I absolutely loved it. I loved it, and uh, when I turned pro, I had some, don't get me wrong, amazing times as a professional fighter, but it's very much a business. It's professional boxing. And this is the, you know, that that took a little bit of the of the fun out of it for me, um, right. because it literally is. It's about money, and it's about like everything. It's like money, and it's about selling tickets, and it's mm. about positioning yourself in the right way. And uh, don't get me wrong, we we did great. Me, me, you know, it was just me and my dad, and that and that that made me proud because it was just me and my dad against the world kind of thing. And uh, to say we had thirteen fights in the pros on our own, basically. Um, and we won, we won 12 of them. We got in the top 20 in the country. And I picked up a, a professional belt as well before I retired. You know, we, we're doubly proud of it. Really, really proud. But at the end of the day, there were a few, you know, in hindsight, looking back now, there was a lot of, there was a lot of sharks in the boxing game. A lot of sharks. And uh, yeah, I'm talking about the people, you know, the people within it. Not not so much the fighters, the kind of the businessmen behind the scenes. Right. And um, yeah, I, I don't I don't miss that side of the game at all. I don't miss that side of the game one bit. In terms of boxing, do you find that there's like um, there'll be certain like is there like a trends that come about in in this sort of style of boxing, or is it all usually the same? Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I mean, no, no, there's, there's, there's different styles, you know, the different styles. And, and weirdly, these different styles for different different parts of the country, strangely enough, you know, really? like, uh, yeah, you know, um, a lot of guys in sh from the Sheffield area fight in a particular style, um, an awkward style. And then, you know, it changes. And then obviously you, you get mixes as well. You get mixes because, you know, that just, that it's not a kind of a one a one uh, shoe fits all sort of thing, you know. These 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 guys mm. up in you know Scotland will fight different. So it's just weird. it's a weird one. But um, there's no right way. I always say this because obviously I run my own gym now. I train my own. Mm. I train my own fighters and everything. And and I always say this. You know, there is no right way to fight. There's a few wrong ways to fight, but there's no right way to fight. There's no there's no right way. To there's your way you know and the the key is not to kind of watch a Mike Tyson tape and go I want to be like him because mm. it, sometimes it's just you know that's not a possibility because of your stature or or whatever you know your punching power or, or your chin there's numerous um, you know sort of uh, parameters that would, would 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 dictate your style 
but you find your own way, you know, you find your own kind of style and uh, the, the name of the game is winning and you've got to find your way to win, if you know what I mean. So, Since you brought it up, um, let's talk about your gym. Um, so okay. I was looking at your gym and <laughs> yeah. um, you do quite a lot. You do an over-50s boxing, um, yeah. you do kids' fitness and it seems yeah. like much more than an actual boxing kind of gym. Well, I'm, I'm glad. So well, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because that that is again um, the gym. The gym's probably the proudest thing of my whole career because that's that came from from boxing. But but that is kind of the way I look at that is that's my legacy from boxing. You know, that's what I got out of the, what I got out of, that, of of my career is I got my own place uh, that that I get to teach people. Uh, a sport I love every day, and, and that that's a gift in itself, you know. Um, but exactly what you just said, I never wanted it just to be a gym for boxers. I didn't want it to just be a gym for mm. for elite fighters, and and kind of um, you know scare away other punters and other people who 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 would want to get involved. Because I'm a massive believer, you know, bo boxing. I say this all the time, but. Boxing, all the best things that have come into my life has come from that sport. Everything, weirdly, like my my, my partner, um, everything, my business, just oh, you know, every every everything everything that's ever been good for me started from that sport, and it's and it's all gone from there. And uh, I honestly believe boxing is for anybody, and and it doesn't mean you don't have to be tough or or hard or whatever to be a boxer. You do to compete, uh, you know, at a good level. But boxing can be for people who are, you know, severely overweight and they want to lose weight, or it can be for people who have massive confidence issues or mental health issues, and it, it gets them out and gets them socialising with other people and stuff like that. And 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 I always said from from day one of opening that gym, I want it. I want the kind of mantra for the gym to be: it's for everyone. And, mm. it, and and I honestly believe that me and my dad do that. You know, like, if you pay to walk into my door, you get treated just as well as, as the best fighter in there. Whether you're the best fighter or the worst fighter, you get treated exactly the same way. And 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 I think that's why it's run so well for so long. Um, and, and, and I think that's why I'm so lucky to have such great people within the gym because it's such a, you know, uh, a mixed bag, if you know what I mean. It's, it's not yeah. your typical, you walk into my gym and you wouldn't, you, you know, you wouldn't feel uncomfortable because it's so, it's so, there's such a range of people in there. Mm. I don't know how much the going rate is for classes, but you also like three, four pound a class, which seems really cheap. It seems like a really affordable kind of... Yeah, yeah, we we don't we, we don't you know I don't do memberships and all, and all that sort of stuff. It's usually pay as you go, and and we, it's usually like like a fiver a class, and um, and then we we do PT. You know, I'm I'm a qualified uh, personal trainer, and so is my dad, and we do kind of personal training for hour slots with you know one on one with clients who want to take it a little bit further. Um, but like I say, it, it, I'm very very proud of the gym. It's it's the best thing I ever did. Um, and and I get so much out of it away from obviously a living. Um, I, I get so much kind of uh, gratification out of that job because it, it it doesn't feel like work. You know, they, they say that don't they? Find something you love doing, and you, you're not. You know, you, you'll never work another day in your life. And and that's how it feels <laughs> to me because I'm getting to 
teach the, one of you know one of the sports that I absolutely adore and and and, de- and dedicated ten years of my life to as a job, you know. So so when I go into work in the morning, I never really sigh or anything like that. I'm just looking forward to it. It's not, nice to see people and, and get on with it. And that's located in Blackpool, just if that's in Bla- to- yeah, that's yeah. in Blackpool. That's in Blackpool, yeah. So, yeah. Anyone, anyone who listens to this, you're more than welcome down, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll do everything we can to make you feel welcome when you get there. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to go. Um, yeah, how's uh, so? How has the gym been doing with lockdown? Have you managed to do anything? Online no, wise, or is... no, I mean lock, lockdown, uh, lads. I'm sure you can understand. Well, I'm sure you, you we're all we're all in it together. But uh, I mean, it's been hard. It's been really, really hard um, yeah. because mm. it, 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 it's you know the gym's been shut down um, since since the lockdown was in effect. Uh, we opened up for a couple of months, you know, when they when they reopened gyms and stuff like that. But then we we closed as soon as as soon as they shut them down again. Um, you know, it's been a hard, you know, it's been a hard year for the gym, but I, I'm not going to complain because, you know, there's so many other people in in worse positions than me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily, I'm still able to kind of do uh, personal training outdoors and stuff like that. Um, right. So I've been, I've been, I've been doing that, and so's my dad out, outdoors at like Stanley Park and stuff like that. So, you know, um, and I know, I know you two are, are Blackpool lads, but but I I, I love this town. I love this town, and uh, and I'm very proud to be from Blackpool. And uh, yeah, I feel I feel lucky to, you know, go to Stanley places like Stanley Park, particularly. You know, I I think are, are you know beautiful places, and mm-hmm. we're very, we're very lucky to have a park like that because it's still so well maintained and everything. And uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I've been I've been doing that over lockdown, and and I've enjoyed it again. It's been a bit of a change for me. Um, I've been outdoors; it's nice surroundings and everything, but. That's why I can't complain because it's not completely cut my legs off this this lockdown. Um, mm. it, it, it it has lo- it has it has in a lot of ways because I can't get the amount of clients anymore that I did due to do just due to time and due to obviously you know um, the, the weather and whatnot. It's cold, isn't it now? And you yeah. know people people aren't desperate to go out and train. But but on the whole. Again, because of the sort of clients me and dad have, have, you know, tried to attract to that gym, we've got such a loyal, great crew of people. Um, a lot of them has, has continued with us. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky. And, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, Boris will get his finger out soon and uh, we can we can get back in there. We can get back mm. in. Hopefully, yeah. So let's skip to... Um towards the end of your boxing career, you went for uh, a scan, an, an, an MRI scan. Yeah. And there's this um, free strikes rule, I believe. Yeah. Um, well, and you decided... Yeah, qualms. Yeah, no, no, you, you, you're right. I mean, but basically I went for... You, you get a yearly medical in the boxing. Um, so every year they, they do like a heart scan, brain scan, just, just a kind of a... A general once over of you, which which, which is mm. completely understandable and, and really good if you think about it, because you know these guys are you know fighting to not fighting to the death, but you, you are you know it's a hard sport, it's a hard sport, so at least they're looking out for people and uh, keeping an eye on health and making sure people aren't deteriorating and stuff. So 
I went for my scan, and there'd been a change on my brain scan. Now that that does that it sounds double scary. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just something different from the first time it'd been scanned. So I, I went to see a, a neurosurgeon, and uh, basically it was to you know we, we we think it was to do with impact from punches and stuff like that. And and as you say, there there is a three strikes and you're out thing. If you have three changes, it'll take your license off you. But it's just such a weird one. I, I I was about two or three weeks away when this scan comes through. I'd, I'd had 13 fights. I was in the top 20. I was just about to fight for a title. Things were great. And, you know, we were in a really good, you know, in a great place mentally, what we thought to go to the next phase of my career. And then this scan come back. And um, I was two weeks away from my daughter being born. And it's that that's the only thing I can explain, lads. It it changed me. It changed me because yeah. for the first time in my life, it just wasn't about me anymore. It wasn't about my dreams and it wasn't about what I wanted to do. You know, I I had to all of a sudden think of this this little person that was coming into the world and uh, you know, it was a really, really tough decision, but I, I decided to step away at that point because I thought it's not worth the risk. I wanna I wanna spend my life, you know. I, I could have gone another 30 fights and been absolutely fine, but but I might not have been either. And I didn't want to risk that. I didn't all of a sudden I didn't want to risk that. I always knew there was risks involved in boxing, but it just changed me. And uh yeah, I decided to step away. Um, you know, for her. I think uh in terms of dreams, like they can constantly change with people. We spoke to um Zach Knight, who runs WAW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was saying, like, his original dream was to be in the WWE, and then that didn't happen. So he changed what his dream was. Yeah. And, you know, that can happen to everyone, can't it? Well, well what you've just said then has, has, has literally become kind of me I, for 10 years, I massively thought that I was going to do something in boxing. And I believed I had the talent too, and I believed it with my dad with me and whatnot. I just thought we had the right team, and I just thought it was meant to be. I honestly thought it was meant to be. And when uh, I stepped away, I was I was in a bit of a dark place, really, because I couldn't understand why I'd given so much time to something and not got what I saw as a payoff. You know, I didn't get the mm. I didn't get what I thought I deserved out of it, right? And and that is. Now, when I look back now, now I see that I got everything I wanted out of it. You know, I got everything yeah. I wanted out of it. I got my gym. I got, you know, a beautiful family. Uh, I, I, I'm well thought of in terms of boxing, you know, in, in locally, certainly. Um, mm. I got a lot of great things out of boxing. But but in my head, it was all about the titles and the fame and, and sort of stuff. And I, I didn't quite get to that level that, that I wanted to get. Um, but but what you just said then, things change and things adapt. And and I'm a massive, massive believer me in, in destiny. And I think that's why it took me so long to get my head around it. I do think that things work out exactly how they're meant to work out. I, I do. And I think, you know, if you put the effort in, you, 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 your life leads you to exactly where you're meant to go. And strangely, I... I I honestly believe that's wrestling now. 
I, I honestly well, believe. So there's there's your segue. Yeah, yeah there's my segue. <laughs> segue self here, mate. There you go. So um, a friend of yours, um, Johnny uh, Brannin, uh, Brannigan. Brannigan, Johnny Brannigan. Brannigan. So he yep. he rang you up and said um, you should get into wrestling. How was that the conversation? Yeah, well, again, it, it came out of the blue. I'd, I'd been retired about a year um, from boxing and I'd become uh, a full-time dad. And what I mean by that is all I did was watch Disney films and eat ice cream. <laughs> so, so you know, I'd really given up on a life of being an athlete because I'd done it for so long. I felt like it was, like, I think it was kind of a form of self-punishment. I felt like I deserved to just relax and, and stuff and... You know, as I say, I was bitter about about how it all ended and whatnot. And then I got this random call from a very old friend called Johnny. Now, Johnny's a, a, a top lad, and uh, I've known him a long time. And he knew me when I was boxing. Um, but he also knew that I was a massive wrestling fan because when I boxed, I always came to the ring to um, wrestlers' entrance team. Always, and that was like my little nod to it because all yeah. my mates, all my mates are massive wrestling fans. So when they come to watch me for the fight, I always put a different uh, wrestler's entrance on just just as a little nod to them, you know. <laughs> so, so uh, I thought my favorite was King of Kings, King of Kings by the Motorhead. There you go, better, yeah. better triple, better triple eight. <laughs> Never before has Motorhead been played at the Syndicate nightclub, but I made I made that happen. There you go, <laughs> I, made, I, made, I made that happen, but. <laughs> No, um, yeah, so, so he knew I liked it and he, he knew I was a fan and he, he just rang me up one day and I, I knew Johnny, I knew Johnny was involved in wrestling. I I knew he'd, he'd, he had, he, you know, he'd wrestled himself, but I'll be truthful, I didn't really know the extent of it. Um, and he, he rang me up and he said, Ryan, I know you're a big wrestling fan. Would you be interested in doing a bit? So I, I kind of laughed at him and I said, Johnny, I'm five foot, I'm five foot ten, mate, in twelve stone. I said, what, what can you do? What can you do with me? Because, because, this is just it, you know. In terms of accessibility, I, I wasn't educated enough to know to know about British professional wrestling. I really didn't, you know. I, I wrestling to me was like, don't get me wrong, I, I knew of ECW and I knew and I'd watched ECW and WCW and. WWE and I knew about TNA and it was wrestling Japan. I didn't really watch it, the Japan stuff, but but I I, I was kind of a WWE guy growing up. I just was, mm-hmm. and um, I thought you'd have to be about seven foot tall and air down to your ass and everything to be, <laughs> to, to, be to be a, to be a wrestler. I just did, you know. And and had I known about the scene, things might have been different for me because I was as a Seth. I loved wrestling. I loved wrestling, but I just didn't think it was accessible from for me at all. And that's probably why I went into boxing the way I did. Um, but anyway, he rings me up. He says, "Right, would you fancy doing a bit?" And I, I said, "Johnny." And he said, "No, honestly." He said, "You've you've you've got a you, you know you had a, a good career in the boxing." And he said, "And I I can sell that." He said, "I can sell that." He said, "You know we can. It's a lot we can do. You come from a legitimate fighting background." You know, you're a good athlete. Would you like to have a go? So I thought about it. And, and I, as I said, I'd been in a bit of a dark place, really, because of the way things had ended. And I thought, you know what? This might be just the kick up the arse that I need to get training again and give me something to train towards. Because that's what I'd lost. I'd lost any sort of motivation to train. Um, because there was no reason to anymore. There was, there was, there was nothing to train for. 
So anyway, I said, yeah, and I, I've never looked back. Genuinely never looked back. I thank Johnny to this day. Um, it's only because of him I'm involved in wrestling because I didn't look for it at all. It came to me. Um, and that's why now I start to think that maybe maybe it was always meant to come to me. And maybe I, I got out, you know, maybe I made that decision for that reason so I could get involved in it, you know. Yeah. How does, like, your, rest, uh, your, sorry, your boxing friends and especially your dad think about you going into wrestling because a lot of boxing fans like my, my mate's a, a huge boxing fan and he looks at wrestling like it's you know it's a bit um not as you know as what's the word um it's not looked as you know a proper sport and as boxing fans they kind of just dig you know get rid of wrestling altogether yeah yeah well i, they're, they're, I mean there is an element of that um because boxing, you know, to a boxing fan, boxing is seen as real and wrestling's, you know, the dreaded fake word and that, you know what I mean? And and that's just how boxing fans are. Um, but I, I'm very, again, as I said before, I'm very, very lucky because my supporters, I, I had a big following in the boxing um, through my dad and through me and, uh, you know, we, we, we used to sell a lot of tickets for, for fights in Blackpool and, and away, you know, Sheffield and everything. We used to take a big crowd with us always wherever we went. Uh, but I'm very lucky because because of the type of people that, you know, we're friends with and who support me, they're, they're just so, they're just lovely, lovely people. So mm. when I turned into a, uh, when I went over to wrestling and, I, you know, I announced I was going to have a wrestling match, again, I was so lucky because so many of them said, oh, I can watch that, right? I can watch that, yeah. and and you know, and and that surprised me because, like you say, it isn't for a boxing fan. It's completely different, completely different. But you know, they they followed me, and uh, again, it, it's been amazing because I've had a massive following from the wrestling. Um, a lot of people used to follow me from boxing, but I've got I've had new ones now that that are generally just wrestling fans who following. So yeah, it's it's great. It's re really really great. How did you find the training for wrestling? Because oh, obviously oh. it's totally different from <laughs> very <boxing>. hard, <laughs> very very hard. Yeah, yeah I, you know when when he comes to me, I, you know I, I never thought it would be I never thought it would be easy because because I, I, I respect all athletes no matter what your discipline is, you know. Uh, but I did think that I'm a good athlete. I'm fit. You know, I, I'll be fine at this, but. You know, I, I I didn't quite know what I was getting myself into <laughs> and, until I got involved in it. You know, and uh, you know it's so hard. And and I always say this: the, the the guys and girls who do it are just unbelievable, unbelievable athletes of, of the highest caliber, and uh, they can do some phenomenal things. You know, such athletic things that they can do. Uh, but I, I've done my very best to to use the attributes that I've got um to to to, to try and hang in there and, and learn as quick as I can. And uh solid but surely I think it has started to come together to be honest. You signed for GPW um, yeah. which we had Sam Gradwell who's from Blackpool as well. We had him he's, on the show just good friend of mine is Sam. He's just, he's just a dude. I, I love Sam Gradwell. Um, so he, he had good things to say about GPW. Um, yeah. How was that on a, on a sort of like a real promotion, you know, and like thinking this is, this is real. Well, that, well, that, well, that's it. You know, like 
you know, I didn't know this, but J- Johnny ran. He, he, Johnny ran again. He was the, old, you know, he ran. Uh, he was a promoter of GPW, and and okay. that's how it all started. He he was actually the actual promoter, and he said, you know what, do you want to jump in on this this idea I've got? And I did. And Sam Gradwell, I think, started with Johnny um, at GPW uh, years ago. Um, and and again, it was a bit of an honour to be get to be brought into a, a company, you know, with the history that they had. Because I think, I, you know, now now I know they've had they've been around for fifteen years, which is you know quite unheard of in terms of British professional wrestling. A lot of companies come and go, but but they've been around for fifteen years and they've, they've produced some you know brilliant wrestlers who've gone on to big things themselves. Um, and you know, Sam being Sam being one of them, but. Yeah, it was it was a big honour for me to to be asked to go into that that sort of stage, you know. So it li- literally in my debut in wrestling. How how did you find um, trying to find this sort of persona you wanted to be as a wrestler? Because obviously with bet with boxing, you yourself, and um, you hear a lot of wrestlers say when when they're doing wrestling, it's themselves, but it's turned up to ten. So how did you? Well, well, I mean, I mean, again, I've been I've been lucky because of the background that, that I've had. Mm. That you know, I didn't have to come in as a pirate or a, or a cowboy or, <laughs> or something or yeah. something like that. You know, like um, luckily Johnny thought from day one. You know, the plan was for me to come in as me, and I was always going to come in as 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 me as the ex professional fighter. And 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 exactly what you said, turn that up to ten, turn that up to and try and try and uh, you know make it a little bit more uh, you know you know a little bit more storyline based and um, a little bit more rocky to be honest what you what you said before a little bit more rocky you know yeah. and 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 that's what we've gone with you know um, it is me it is me in there but we we've turned it up and we've really tried to kind of push the the underdog kind of theme um, because as I say, I'm I'm not six foot five and eighteen stone, so it's believable that that although I have been a you know a boxer and a fighter, that I'm fighting bigger guys than me, and I have to kind of come from behind to to turn them over, you know. Mm. Your first fight was against the heavyweight king uh, Mickey Ever- Barnes, who is yeah. a big guy. He is a big and guy. I remember, I remember thinking because when I watched the match, I remember thinking he's going to be a boxer. He might be quite nervous. You know, maybe a bit wooden, you know, just because just because of nerves. Yeah. But you look so comfortable in that ring. I was, I was, this is, I was so shocked. Yeah. You like you was born to do it. Well, that, that I, thank you, thank you, mate. But um, like I say, I mean, I I've been in front of big big crowds with the boxing, um, and and as I said to you, I'd grown to to love it. I, it was like a something that I, I always thought that I would massively struggle with was the opposite. It kind of really motivated me to be in front of a crowd. I I, I loved entertaining people, and um, and so to do this was 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 literally a, a you know I'm just a massive bucket list ticker for me because I was getting to <laughs> I was getting to live another dream. You know what I mean? Uh, when a time when I thought my athletic career was over. Um, Johnny gave me this opportunity to do something else. I'd, I'd always loved in front of a big crowd, um, and and it was amazing. It was amazing. So so if if I looked comfortable out there, you know, I was nervous. I was really nervous, but but I was also just massively kind of absorbing the atmosphere because I knew mm. I actually thought it might only be kind of a one one and done sort of deal as well. I, I didn't know I'd 
go into it fully. I, I thought it'd just be like one wrestling match and then tick, you know, tick that box and uh, go back to a life of retirement. But uh, it hasn't worked out that way. It hasn't worked <laughs> out that way. In terms of like ring gear and stuff, did you have an idea of what you wanted to wear? Um, yeah, I, I, I did, but but obviously Johnny had a massive impact on it. And, it, and it, it, at the beginning, certainly, it was it was just boxing. It was just my bo- my old boxing shorts. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It was it. You know, the, the, I think the idea of it was quite literally Rocky. As, as I say, it was it was Rocky right. fun, Thunderlips, if you will. You know, the big <laughs> the big giant wrestler versus the faster boxer, but but a boxer, and he's in something completely new. You know. Um, and so we, we, you know, we 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 went down that road. Really, we kind of wrapped my hands with bandages. We wear my boxing shorts. I did wear knee pads um, and boxing boots, and we we went like that. And um, you know, that that was obviously partly storyline based as well because after that match, and I decided, you know, just just like boxing, it was the same thing. I had that same buzz. I got maybe even a bigger buzz from it by the time it was done. I, mm. I knew I knew I was going to continue with it, um, and and I knew I'd, I'd just just like I had been with boxing, I'd got I'd become addicted to this then, um, and so I knew that then because of me, you know my love of wrestling, I wanted to kind of evolve as well, and I wanted to show you know, kind of an evolution for the for, for the fans as well. So. Where I've yeah. started it in the boxing shorts and and uh, you know the the very very boxer type learning the ropes um, quite literally at the time you know learning the ropes quite literally I wanted to every every appearance from me start to show more of a more of an evolution into a wrestler so I the bo- yeah. boxing boxing will always be a part of, of of my gimmick because that that's me but I I want to. You know, improving the ring, which I think I have over the course of the matches I've done. Um, I want to improve my skills and my moves set, uh, but I also want to start looking more like a wrestler as well. And, and I have. I've just added little things like um, my boxing. I had some boxing shorts made, but I, I didn't have them made like a, a pair of boxing shorts. They were made like a like a gladiator skirt, if you will. Do you know right. those like? Uh, do, 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 yeah. do you remember like? Uh, Nazi Ahmed always wore a suit yeah, yeah. Didn't he, when he was fighting and stuff like that. But again, yeah. I, I just tried to make it a little bit more, although it was still based around boxing, a little bit more wrestling, if you understand what I mean. Like, and I started yeah. wearing kind of tassels on my arms, you know, like the um, the Muay Thai tassels and stuff like that, mm. just to try and start showing a bit more of mm. a, a bit more of a someone who'd committed to becoming a wrestler and and which which in real life I had done so I, I didn't want to just stay with this gimmick of I've just you know I'm a boxer and now I'm in a wrestling ring I wanted to try and show the fans respect and 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 you know the fellow wrestlers that I took it very seriously and I wanted to get better as a, as a wrestler and a performer I think that'll be like a good progression for your character yeah yes yeah. um how different is a boxing ring to a wrestling ring in terms of how it feels on, like, walking on it, running the ropes and stuff like that? Again, completely, just completely different. Um, that- I mean, I mean, a ring, a ring is a ring. When you get in there, you, you, you've got, four, you know, four, four ropes surrounding you. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the wrestling ring, for one, is smaller than the boxing rings that I boxed in. Um, 
you know, the ropes are a lot, lot harder, a lot harder. Uh, <laughs> you know, the first time I ran ropes, I thought I broke my ribs, but uh, you know, <laughs> I've got, <laughs> I've got used to them now. Um, but yeah, on on the whole, on the large hole, um, yeah, it, it, it's been, it's been. It's been a, like a massive eye opener for me. If I disappear off the camera one second, I'm just going through to the, the other room. So don't worry, I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> like like I say, um, it was just it was just an opportunity an opportunity to do something completely different. And and um, you know, the the ring itself, that question itself, it does does say that it you know it 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 was one of the main things that I saw. Uh, or felt that would have made such a difference to me because I again you, in your head you just think ah oh, I've been in a boxing ring before it'll be the same thing and it's just completely it's completely different it's just completely different um, you said that you used to watch Rocky films before you boxed is there anything you used to watch before you did your wrestling match um, yeah I mean I mean to be honest I just watched loads and loads of wrestling loads of wrestling and um, uh, and and I and I went back to the kind of the era that I grew up. You know, my favorite era was the Attitude Era. So I watched loads of uh, kind of old old school Stone Cold Steve Austin and stuff like that. Um, but I did I did watch a few of the from the Attitude Era. I tried to watch a few of the kind of <clears throat> athletes that had come from other backgrounds. So I watched a bit of Mark Merrow. Um, which, which, which yeah. was which was quite good. And I watched Ken mm -hmm. Shamrock. And I watched. Ken Shamrock was someone I watched quite a lot because I quite liked how they did it with him. He, the way he went from uh, you know a, a UFC fighter and the way they brought him in as kind of like this special attraction, which which I knew was the storyline that they were they were doing with me, um, you know, and I quite liked that. How, how you know how, how over time uh, Ken became you know a wrestler. As well, you know, just like I'm, plan you know, planning to do. And you know, he adapted. Although, although that was still a massive part of his character, uh, his UFC background. By the by, the end of play, Ken Shamrock was a wrestler, and that was where I wanted to kind of head myself. Um, so, so yeah, um, I, I was watching guys like that really. Um, yeah, sorry, I've come back now. <laughs> Right. I just want to um, ask your opinion on, um, so wrestling fans will know about this. There's a thing called Brawl for All. Yeah, um, I, love, I love Brawl for All. So it was a way of Vince McMahon trying to get the boxing world into wrestling during the late 90s. Yeah. And what they did, they got actual wrestlers to yeah. fight for real, mm. um, which me and John was talking about this other week. So bizarre, like what a yeah. weird thing. What's your take on it? Well, I mean, from from an entertainment standpoint, it was brilliant. It was brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. But from a from a business standpoint, it's a really, you know, it was a stupid idea, wasn't it? It was a stupid yeah. idea because, you know, it it can quite literally, especially in something like wrestling, where character and and uh, you know how 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 you're portrayed in that ring depends on your reaction and whatnot. It can all get taken away. It, that can all get taken away, and I, I'm pretty sure. I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd have to double check this, but I'm, I'm pretty sure Vince did ban like the Undertaker from entering it and um, Stone Cold, and I'm, I'm sure because I, I, I think Undertaker wanted to be part of it. 
I could be wrong. Right. You, you can check into this. Obviously, okay. Undertaker, Undertaker's a big fight fan, isn't he? He loves boxing. He loves uh, mm. MMA and stuff. And I, I'm sure he wanted to be involved in it. But Vince said no chance because because obviously, when you're built as a character who is a you know a, who's a dead man who's yeah. walking through <laughs> walking through punches and stuff like that, um, you know, in matches regularly, and then for instance. It never happened, but say Bart Gunn knocked him out. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, and it completely kills the character. Then that you know that this this tag team wrestlers knocked him out in a yeah. in, in a real fight. You know, so did uh, they try to they try to put guys in it more mid card, didn't they? More mid to, to lower card. Well, they had draws who yeah. clearly was not a boxer, no. and he just looked. Out of his element. Completely. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. They actually mm. had. Um, Dan Severin was in it. The UFC fire. They entered mm. him into it, and uh, the Godfather fought him, if I believe so. I'm sure it was the yeah. Godfather, but Godfather did really. He did really well with him. I, yeah. I was cheering for Godfather. I thought, go on, Godfather. He's proper, proper sticking it on him. I thought, go on, lad. But. Um, I mean, I, I think he was meant to be a tough guy, you know, in real life was Godfather, but mm. he, he did he did really well. But yeah, like you say, I mean, it was a it was a very entertaining idea, but in terms of the wrestling business, it was a daft yeah. idea. And 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 sure enough, it, it did in fact finish off a lot of people, didn't it? Like um, Bart Gunn won it, which which should be a great thing. And then they fed him to Butterbean at WrestleMania, yeah. didn't they? That um, was horrendous. You know, like what they were what they were thinking there. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like how how they thought they were going to be a professional heavyweight who, who, who was known for knocking people out. You know, I know he was a I know he was a fat guy, but you know he he, he had like fifty pro fights. He was a tough man, a tough tough man. Yeah. Um, and and I, you never really saw Bart going after that. I don't think you ever saw Bart going after that. That was him. You know, no. But no. Bean, um gave him a right hook, and his yeah. head just completely wobbled in a, no. in a way I've never seen happen before. Yeah, it was actually in the um, the one of one of the Rock's early autobiographies. He he he, he did a, um, a passage on that, and it was him and Stone Cold who were the main event that night. We're in the change room together, obviously going mm. over the match and getting the gear on. And then that that came on, and so they watched it on the monitor together. And apparently, Stone Cold said, "I'm gonna think. I think Bart's gonna do him." And uh, <laughs> and the Rock said, and apparently the Rock said, "Not sure about that, Steve. This guy's a pro fighter anyway." Eighteen seconds later, <laughs> he was eighteen seconds later. He was, pro he was proven right, but uh, yeah, um, you know, that should have been a good thing for Bart Good. To, to, you know, mm. they could they could have. If they'd have just left it there when he won it, um, and and you know he, he would have got he would have got respect for that, and he would have you could have really built him as a tough guy, a real tough guy because he he just beaten guys and mm. whatnot. But then they, they just went one step one step <laughs> too far straight into Butterbean. Imagine which like imagine doing that now, you just just wouldn't get away with it, would you? It was just a sign of the times. No, yeah. no. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things they did in the Attitude Era that won't, <laughs> that won't quite fly anymore, is it? To be honest, but to be honest, I, I do. I do think again, it's nostalgia talking. And is wrestling 
technically better now in some in some respects. Probably, probably, yeah. But mm. God, I thought the att- I thought the attitude there was so entertaining. I thought it was the the best thing on TV week in week out. Just, just I, I, from- just, I just remembered the um, just the storylines like with the ministry and how they kidnapped Stephanie McMahon. Tried to, I mean, sacrifice it, tried to sacrifice her. Gr- yeah. Brilliant. That's, I mean, you wouldn't get away <laughs> with it, would you? You wouldn't have to get away with it anymore. I remember him trying but, to cut trying to cut Val Venus's, um private parts <laughs> off with a katana sword. Brilliant. Well, people forget Val Venus was His gimmick was he's a porn star. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> and he, he even um, had a thing with Ken Shamrock's sister, well, that was my second choice's gimmick, but they, they made me go with a boxer one. I'm already joking. I'm joking. So let's talk about um, Odyssey Pro Wrestling, because that's where you are now. And it's yep. a relatively new promotion. Yeah. Um, it's in Morecambe. Um, yeah. Morecambe's sort of a weird place because um, it seems to be kind of going up and up. Um, we, me and my missus watched The Bay, which is set in Morecambe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and house prices are now going up because yeah, of the yeah. bay, which is right. just I think it's bizarre. Right. Okay, um, okay, yeah. Uh, I've been so, to Morecambe. I've been to Morecambe a few times over the course of my life. I mean, I've always liked it, but I, I'm I'm very excited. I'm re- really excited to to uh, do some work for Odyssey. Um, I know the I know the guys behind it. And they're great guys, and uh, some of them are very close personal friends of mine, and that's how this all came about. Um, and they've obviously watched me um, at GPW and like what they see, and uh, they're hoping that I can bring something new to their new company. You know, something a bit different. Because although, mm-hmm. um, although I, you know, I, I'm new. Although I've done well at GPW, I've done, you know, I, I think I've done well at GPW, and uh, I, I GPW just just to, to to before we segue on to Odyssey. Is, is my home and it will always be my home because as I said to you Johnny Johnny without Johnny there is no pro wrestling and I, and I will always have the utmost respect for him and he and I've said this from day one I will be part of GPW for as long as Johnny Bradegger wants me to be part of GPW because he has given me something back in my life that I never thought I'd have again so that's a serious that's a serious um, you know a serious promise from me him that uh, I'll always be there for him because he because he he, he he saved me in a lot of ways, Johnny, and I and I massively appreciate that. Um, and so and so, the, my my career with GPW is far far from done. I am hoping to have very very big nights with with Grand Pro Wrestling uh, going forward. But but this pandemic has also taken a year away from what was only a year career before that, you know, I'd only been doing it for a year and then the pandemic hit. Um, and just before the pandemic hit, I had my biggest match for GPW and, uh, and it was against uh, Lucas Steele, uh, a last man standing match. And, and I, I, you know, I, I won that one and it was, it was a big night. It felt like a turning point for me. It felt like the, the next move was then to start progressing and progressing and progressing. Yeah. Uh, and, and then the pandemic hit. And, um, you know, what I thought would be three, four weeks of lockdown then became months and then a year now. It's just gone on and on and on. And wrestling, as as, as rightly, you know, had not had a place in it because 
at the minute it would just be impossible to do. Um, but at the same time, I'm I'm 33 and I'll be 34 in March. So I'm not I'm not young young anymore. I, I, you know I'm I'm not saying I'm anywhere near finished. I'm not, but it's took a year out of me when I was just hitting my stride, literally my first year. So this is where the Odyssey opportunities come up, and I want to now. You know, it's made me reflect the pandemic, and I want to wrestle more because I want to catch up quicker. You know, I've got as much time now um, as I did have, and and. And I want to get to not as many places as I want. It, I, I'm not. I'm a bit different. I think I don't want to be on every show and, and, and stuff like that. But I want to be involved in enough shows that I'm wrestling regularly. But also, I want to be involved in certain promotions and certain shows so that I, I'm still an attraction for them. Do you know what I mean? Rather than just be every single show. So it don't matter what show you go to you know, Ryan will be on it. I don't want to be that. I want, I want to promote, I want to help build certain companies and, and, and hopefully I can. I, I think I can, you know, with the following that luckily I have, I, I think I can help companies and, and that's my plan. So Odyssey's given me this opportunity and I'm dead excited about it because I, I do think the, the great guys who are running it and it's some phenomenal talent that they're, they're, they're going to announce that I know they're going to announce um, for them. And uh, again, it was just another, it'll be another string to my bow and, and more time to learn and, and, and catch up on that experience as quick as I can. Just staying with Markham, um, did Tyson Fury give you any wrestling, um, you know, um, wrestling advice? Because he, he steps in to, to the WWE ring. Yeah, he, he didn't. He didn't. I mean, I, I met, Weirdly, I met Tyson. Um, that, that's a weird story in itself. I met Tyson. He, he came backstage when I boxed at the Winter, I boxed at the Winter Gardens uh, mm. on a on a show, and um, it was a it was a big show at the Winter Gardens. And in I'm in the changing room with my dad padding and that, and the door swings open, and this absolute giant wanders in. And it's Tyson. It's it's ginormous, Mm -hmm. absolutely ginormous. And he was with uh, my with my manager, and he he was a friend of my manager. And he walked in and he said, "Uh, "Hi, son. How are you?" And I and I said, "I said, I said, I'm good, thanks." And you know, I'm all like kind of looking up at him. (laughs) And I said, "I said, yeah, I'm good, thanks." Um, He said, "Yeah, are you looking forward? Are you looking forward to it?" And I said, yeah, I can't wait to get out of there. And he went, well, good luck to you, son. I said, thank you very much. And don't call me son, mate. I'm older than you. Right. And <laughs> he, he, he looked at me. He looked at me just to say, cheeky little bastard. And I said, I'm only, I, I said, I'm only a pal. Me like this big, big, give me this big hug kind of thing. And, uh, and uh, yeah, he was sound. But obviously at the time, I don't, he, he hadn't been involved in wrestling at that point. And, 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 and neither had I. Um, but strangely, that's also the only thing we talked about was boxing. But strangely, the next night, um, because of because I boxed the night the night before, the next night NXT came to the Winter Gardens, and I was there as a mm. as a guest, and I went mm. backstage, and that was the first night I met William Regal, um, awesome. which was odd as well because again, there was no no thoughts of me ever wrestling at that point. It was just literally, I'd gone as a guest because I'd boxed, you know, and uh, I got to meet Regal and I got to meet Finn Balor and stuff like that backstage. Nice. And it was a, that was a, that was a, that was a good show. Really good show. Um, 
yeah, so that's a, that's an odd little an odd little uh, connection there between Tyson Fury and wrestling. <laughs> Are you um, still in touch with William Regal? I am. I am. Um, again, that was a few years ago when I was boxing. I met him, and um, and then this, you know, years a couple of years have passed, and then I got into the pro wrestling myself, and. Um, Strangely enough, again, another man who a good good friend of mine called Alan, uh, who was involved with me, uh, involved in, you know with the boxing career. He was a, a pro trainer himself. Um, he told me that uh, the NXT UK uh, were coming for the takeover in Blackpool, uh, which I knew about, um, and he's very good friends with 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 uh, William Regal. And I said, "Oh, that's amazing, mate!" And he said, "Do you want him, do you want me to bring him down to the gym?" I said, yeah, yeah, I do, I do want you to bring you down to the gym. So, so anyway, um, he shows up to the gym, and uh, we arranged that the you know the Gazette be there to take the picture. And I literally, I swear to God, that's what I thought it was. I thought it would be you walk in, I shake his hand, the 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 photographer take his picture, and he, then he and he leaves. That, that that's literally what I thought it was, and I would have been very happy with that. Um, <laughs> But when he gets there, he, he I mean, he's a lovely man. He is a lovely man. And uh, he starts talking to me. He says, so you're doing a bit of wrestling? I said, yeah, yeah, I am doing, doing a bit of wrestling. I said, you know, um, just kind of independent shows and, and stuff like that. He said, he said, jump in then. Oh, so no. I said, I swear to God. So I, I, look, I looked at Alan. Alan said, go on, mate. What the fuck? So, so anyway, when I got in the ring, next thing he's got me in headlock, right? <laughs> got, I've been headlocked by William Regal, so I didn't know what to do. Like I was, I, I was nervous because I didn't know, I didn't know whether I should go in hard on him or whether, I, whether, 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 whether I shouldn't go in hard on him in case he get offended or whatever. But you know, he, he was brilliant, and uh, he spent about half an hour rolling around with me and showing me different techniques and stuff like that. Um, and the, luckily, the cameras got a load of footage of it and stuff like that so that was good um but but ever since that day i went um you know he was lovely and he invited me to the nxt uk takeover as his guest so i got to again go backstage nice. and stuff which was cool but ever since that day he's just been so lovely to me like he, he emails me quite regularly to see how i'm doing offer me advice he sends me matches and stuff to watch a lot of mm-hmm. kind of world, world of sport and Stuff like that, and uh, yeah, we're, we're. I wouldn't say we're in. We're, we're certainly not in everyday contact, but we're we're in we're in pretty constant contacts, you know, via email and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's it's weird how life turns out. He's he's become what I would consider a friend now. So, Sam was at um, GPW. Sam Gradwell. Yeah, you now talk quite a lot to William Regal. Any chance? Do you think there's a chance of you going to NXT? <laughs> Uh, well, you know, it, it's an hard one, that, isn't it, lads? It's a, it's a fucking hard one because because obviously, like when I started this, I would have laughed. I would have laughed to thought that there's a chance of me working for the, the WWE because it it would have been mind boggling to me. Now, being involved in the business for the last year and a half and two years now, I do see that it's not quite as far away. As I, as I as I thought, because there's a lot of guys I know who have been signed by WWE, um, a lot of guys who wrestle for GPW and other shows that I've been on that that wrestle for WWE and stuff like that. So it, it's a, it, there's more opportunity now than ever, I think, 
to 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 do that, especially with them opening NXT UK in the performance center in London and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um and obviously, you know, people ask me, would it would it, you know, would I be interested? Well, if the WWE offered me, uh, you know, a, an opportunity to wrestle for them, would I be interested? Of course, I would be. I'd be an idiot not to to to, to be interested. But I promise you, that isn't that isn't the plan. And, and what I mean by that, that that would just be the ultimate bonus. That's how I look at it. I yeah. I, I, mm. I love what I love what I'm doing. I, I genuinely do. I love wrestling for GPW. I'm going to love wrestling for Odyssey and and a couple of other shows. Um, you know, when wrestling returns. If something at NXT came up, that that would be quite literally the cherry on the on the mm. top of the cake, and 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 and, and that's not me downplaying it at all. Um, it's just uh, there's no point in me saying I want to work for WWE because because I, I swear to God that wasn't the intention when I started. You know, if, if the opportunity come along, I would have taken it. Yes, I would, but right now I'm very very happy with what I'm doing and. Uh, and we'll just have to see how what 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 the we'll have to see what as I said to before we'll have to see what destiny has in store for hmm. me. Uh, who who were your favorite wrestlers growing up, and do you watch the current? Uh, yeah. Wrestlers? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, I, I'm I'm I've become, you know I've never I've never not watched it. I've never not watched it. Like even when I was fighting, I always I always. It used to be like the big four. We, me and my mates, would kind of stay up for like Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, WrestleMania, that sort of stuff. But obviously, since I've got into it myself, um, I've got the network and I watch wrestling all the time now because I'm trying to learn. You know, when I go back through eras and I, 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 I still watch, I still watch a lot of the Attitude stuff because that's kind of my, it was my bag really when I was younger. But. Mm. Um, my, fav- my favourite wrestler growing up was Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was literally my hero when I was like 12 or 13-year-old. Um, he Because w- he, he was the man, wasn't he, at one point? He was the man. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and I, think he, I think he single-handedly was the reason that, you know, obviously WCW started to lose the, the Monday Night Wars because they were, they were hammering WWE and then they brought him in and things changed. Mm. And I, I think he was like the bolt of lightning for WWE to, to, to turn... You know, turn the tide, kind of thing. Um, but I mean, I've, I've got I've got loads of favourites. I mean, I love Shawn Michaels. I love Shawn Michaels. I love Taker. Um, you know, I was a big Sting fan. Although I still I used to watch Nitro as well. But at the same time, I was a big Sting yeah, fan. So did I. Yeah, <laughs> I, I used to watch them both. You used to flick, didn't you? Remember from Sky Sports <laughs> to TNT, just keep flicking over, <laughs> flicking over on Sky. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, I've had a lot of. Uh, a lot of favourites, but I mean the the current product now. I've got to say, I watch mostly the the, the show. I watch the most is NXT. Right. I watch the, the I watch the I watch the UK NXT, but I watch probably the American NXT more than anything. I would say. Who's, who's your favourite on there? Um, again, I've got to. I think there's some unbelievable wrestlers on NXT. Um, my favourite probably is Adam Cole, if I'm being honest. Mm. I think Adam Cole... Sure. I think Adam Cole, for me, has got that sort of... Better Shawn Michaels thing about him, where the... I'm not saying he's as good as Shawn Michaels yet or anything like that, but I just think he's got that, that kind of star quality. He looks the part. I know he's smaller, but 
it nowadays it doesn't really matter now because Daniel Bryan was small and he he became very big. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just think I think Adam Cole could be a you know a big crossover star again. I think he could be a if they, if they took him to the main roster and everything. I do think if they if they if they booked him right, he could be he could be special. Um, I, I love Finn Balor. I love Finn, I love Finn Balor when he was in the original NXT. I love that. Yeah. Mm. And I, I loved him when he went over to Raw and SmackDown, but I, I preferred this run he's had in NXT recently, this new attitude when they've come away from the face paint and they've just made him more of kind of a... He's not really a fan favourite, is he? He's kind of a tweener. He's in between. I, I just think that run's been brilliant. And then yeah. and then obviously with NXT, you've got all the kind of up-and-comers. Well, I say up-and-comers, but like I know Damien Priest has just gone over to, to Raw, but... I was enjoying watching him, Keith Lee. I know they've gone over to Raw, but I, I just think they, they keep producing loads of you know new talent that's, that I think is exciting to watch. Do you not feel with NXT that this is just try and make it its own brand rather than getting them to the sort of top of NXT yeah. and then they go to the next roster? Yeah. I think like you like to say like Keith Lee sort of suffer a little bit when they yeah, get to the roster and definitely. doesn't really work. Definitely. It's like um to, to me, I mean to me, NXT is it is, is its own the way I look at it, it is its own um company, it's its own organization. But I know what you mean. It, it's still kind of like a they pass through only before they go yeah. to, to the main one. But I mean I think I think it changed slightly when Finn Balor went back to NXT. Yeah, you know he was the first guy to go back, wasn't yeah. he? Really? Well, you know what I mean. You, uh, uh, on such a high profile, anyway, to go mm. back and and I think his career has been better since he's gone back from Raw and SmackDown to NXT. I think he's better now um, because because he's got a more prominent role now. Because you get lost in the shuffle, I think, don't you? In the in Raw and SmackDown, there's that many. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say you got to meet Finn Balor in the backstage or not? Yeah, on that on that show in Blackpool. Yeah, I think the main What's event he happened. like? Brilliant. Yeah, he was a top guy. He was a top guy. I mean, yeah. we, we weirdly uh, because because he knew that I'd boxed there the night when I when I introduced myself. He, he, I, obviously, I said I'd been boxing there the night before. He was he was that nice a guy. He only talked about boxes. Like he, <laughs> he still had his gear on and everything from wrestling, but he was just he was more interested about my fight the night before. So yeah, he was just a really nice fella, really nice fella. And he was with Sami Zayn. We were talking to him. And, oh, Sami Zayn as well. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. Well, the main event that night uh, was Sami Zayn versus Finn Balor versus uh, Baron mm. Corbin, and it, it was yeah. a good trip. It was like a good triple threat. It was good. Yeah. So, yeah. Great match. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was a good, great show. I loved it. I loved that show. I loved that live show. So yeah, no, um, yeah, I, I, I like a lot of the um, the NXT talent, and and I, I like a lot of the storylines and stuff like that. And I think they kind of base it more around wrestling than 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 some of the other shows. You know, it's not as it's not as based around entertainment as it is the wrestling. Um, but I've got I've got to say, and I'm not I'm not saying that just because of what you said before. I do since the NXT UK went to that BT Sports studio, I've really enjoyed that. I've, I think that's I think that's been really good. Mm. I think there's been some cracking yeah. matches on that. Like I watched that um, obviously Walter versus uh, Isla 
Isla de Drogovic. Drogovic, is that right? Yeah. Druganov or Druganov, that's who I mean, yeah. Um, mm. Brilliant. Unbelievable. And, um, you know, that's in an empty arena with no mm. crowd or anything. And, and yeah. that's what I was... Well, that was re- really, really good to watch. And um, obviously, I'm going to say this because I'm, I'm, he's, he's a friend of mine, but I think Sam's been great. I think Sam's been really, really entertaining to watch um, with this like new sort of gimmick he's had. I think he's been funny. I, I love his new gimmick. It's so good. Genius. Genius. Yeah, yeah genius. I, I, Sam's a funny guy anyway, but I mean, the, he, this this really suits him and, and yeah. he's good at it. He's good at it, mm. you know. Um, so yeah, I've enjoyed watching Sam, um, and and yeah, yeah, I just think that the whole product from top to bottom, I think on the UK side, has been really good since they've moved over to that. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's become a bit of a must-watch program for me every every week. So yeah, just with you next, I noticed when I watched um, some of your matches, you kind of get an because you initials, you get the RPD chance. I do, yeah. Um, yeah. Has anyone has anyone like um, referred to RVD? You know, like has anyone actually put two no, two together? No, I might start doing that. I might start doing the when they start the RPD. No, no, uh, no. It, it, the RPD chant came um, from boxing. It was it was that was what I used to hear all the time because because right. obviously my, my name my name is Ryan Davis, and uh, when I was boxing on license, that, that's what I boxed under. When I turned professional, um, the, 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 there was another Ryan Davis in the British rankings. So they said to change my name. And I was like, well, I don't want to change my name. It's like, you know, just, just be called like, you know, be called Ryan Black or something. I said, well, my name's not Black. I said, it's my family name, D- Davis. I want to be, want to be that. And they said, right, well, you have to change your name in some way. So, so I thought about it. And I thought, well, I'll just be Ryan Paul Davis and my middle name is Paul. I'll just be called Ryan Paul. No, it can't be that. So so then again, every everything links back to wrestling in a way. I just thought, like, like CM Punk, I'll be RP Davis. That's that's where it comes <laughs> from. So I thought, okay, I'll just be I'll just do my initials and I'll just be RP Davis. So that happened. Um and then literally because no no one, I think it up until that point knew my middle name was Paul, but Obviously, when when I when I turned pro, then it started like my first my first fight. As soon as the fight got hard, all of a sudden this enchant starts. Oh, <laughs> you do? Oh, you but it but it's followed me for ten years. It's followed me for ten years. It's followed me for the whole time. Like so so like when I went to wrestling, it, it you know the it, it certainly at Grand Pro Wrestling it's it's literally all you hear. The crazy, like I'll get to the arena and I've not even gone out yet. And you can fucking hear them outside chanting RPD, RPD. The other wrestlers <laughs> fucking hate it, but but yeah, um, no, it's it's been it's it's an easy chant. It's an easy chant, and the fans seem to like it. So I'm not going to complain. I like I like I like them chanting for me. So yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think I've just realised. I think I've, I saw you wrestle. Did you do Mega Slam? I did. I did. I, I seen the I seen the show, and they announced the guy from Blackpool. It was at um, the Warbrick War Castle. It was yeah, no Brett Castle. I, I just realised I clicked. Everyone's going RPD, and I thought, yeah. and he was a local lad, mm-hmm. and that was that yeah. was for you. That was it. That was it. How yeah, I, got, I, I did one show for Mega Slam. Um, did one show for Mega Slam. Uh, they, they came to Blackpool, and I'd, I'd never 
I'd never wrestled in Blackpool because obviously a GPW in Wigan and uh, and obviously Odyssey is going to be in Morecambe. And I really did want to have at least one match here. I really did. And uh, anyway, they, they came for a show and they, they, they messaged me and said, would I be interested in doing it? And if, if I was interested, would I... Would I, you know, help promote it for him, getting the paper and stuff? So, so I did, and um, yeah, it, it, I mean, the, the actual, uh, the actual match wasn't 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 the best really, uh, because the whole point of it was, it was meant to be very short because it was part of their storyline. Obviously, that the Mega Slam guys are pushing, you know, they were pushing their own wrestlers. So mm. I came out had a very short match um, that was then replaced by one of their wrestlers. And then because of the way that I'd kind of been cheated out of my match, I came back down, landed the uh, the big knockout punch, and then uh, and and the guy got the win. So yeah, it was. I mean, it worked. It worked, and the crowd seemed to like it. But um, I, I, although although that was my Blackpool debut, and, and I did enjoy it, I do think I will. I, I I do think that before it's all done, I will have a bigger match in Blackpool, and and it'll be, you know. Be a bit more special where I can sell it, kind of thing. There you go. I was there for your debut, but I didn't even know. There you go. You was you there you go. Talk about wrestling moves. Yeah. Have you got an idea of what moves you want to do as in terms of finishers and stuff like that? Yeah, like, I mean I mean name wise. Name wise, God, no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, boys, if you want, if you want to come up with a few, na- a few names for me, mate, that'd be, that'd be great. That'd be great. Um, we, what we did, I mean, in terms of, in terms of Matt moves, when my first match when I come in, obviously the the key was the 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 key for me is the strikes. You know, so I've got to. I've got to really kind of protect my strikes a little bit because because that's my selling point. My selling point is that I've been a you know I've been a, a boxer so. We've got to keep it believable that if I land punches, that I would, in, you know, in fact, cause some sort of damage. So that was where we went with it first. That's where we went with it first. And we went with like the knockout punch as, as my finisher. But as you can appreciate, as time goes on, that cannot last forever because that <laughs> means that I can't hit anybody for a whole match until I actually land a punch, you know. So yeah. we've had we've had to kind of come away with come away from that um, as best we can. Still, I still prioritise the strikes, but it's more kind of um, precision strikes, if you know, if you know what I mean. So I work the body and I and I, I strike particular areas and stuff like that, and we, we try and go with that. But then, in terms of wrestling moves, um, I did like this it, when 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 Johnny spoke to me about kind of coming up with moves for me. He said, "You know, what do you want to finish to be?" Well, well, I, I thought it wouldn't make. A lot of sense to 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 kind of do like a really complex wrestling move as as a finisher. Um, so so I went with the the, the top rope flying elbow macho man uh, mm. top rope elbow. Now the reason mm. I went for that is because it works storyline wise. What move does everybody know? Everybody, you know, everyone's yeah. jumped off the bed, aren't they? Onto the onto yeah. the brother. Onto, onto the brother or the bed. Mate, over in the life and landed an elbow drop, and <laughs> I just thought if the strikes aren't working, what would a boxer know in terms of wrestling moves? That no, yeah. you know, the, the thing is, and and so it, I thought that kind of organically worked. That that my idea would be, well, I've seen him jump off the ropes before and land on people, so I'll have a go with that. So <laughs> we, we we went with that, and uh, that that was my my finish. That was my finish, and it is my finish. 
Um, but we've we've started to add in now uh, the TKO move as well. So um, purely because Mark Merrill used to use it, boxer, and I like the name mm. in terms of in terms of boxing, TKO works. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. So we started to add the TKO in as well as kind of a standing finisher, and then the, the elbow drop, the top rope elbow drop, macho finish. Um, there's to, 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 to the main finisher, if you will. Um, Ryan, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Um, it's been I great think... speaking to you, lads. It's been great speaking it's to good. you. Nice to talk to some some local lads and who like wrestling. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I hope to I hope to see you at some of the shows, boys. Yeah, I um, oh, definitely. I think, yeah. I think your wrestling career has only just begun. Um, and I'll put all your social media and your gym details in our in our in our Thanks, social boys. media. No, so I hopefully so. when when we get back to a normal life, we can get some new um, wrestlers, new boxers uh, trained in your gym. Brilliant. Definitely. Um, Definitely. Yeah, You'll have to come down, boys. You two have to come down, boys. Do a bit training with me. you yeah, like yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it'd be like interesting, it. John, because obviously we're wrestling fans through and through. It'd be interesting to kind of run the ropes in a boxing ring. And kind yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to have you down. I'd love to have you down. And and uh, like I say, when when the shows resume, the Odyssey shows and the GPW shows, I'd I'd love you to come along, lads. Um, you can be you can be my guest for the evening, and you can have a look. You can you can watch me properly wrestle rather than half. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, good. I'm I'm down for that. Okay, me too. No, definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, RP Davis, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, and uh, we'll see you soon. See you soon. Thanks, lads. Appreciate it. Thank you. It. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Thank you.